0: Peace and blessings be upon you. Welcome to the Ta'leef Podcast, a space where we aim to provide content and connect our spiritual hearts with community, love, service, and prophetic wisdom. I pray that you are all doing well. Again, it is an honor and a privilege to be with you uh, this Monday night, discussing the beautiful stories of the Prophet, وسلم, giving us the details of his life, but more importantly, just the trail and the path that by which we're able to follow him. We're able to fall deeply in love with him, and by which we do our best to be able to emulate him. In this narration, of course, we are studying again the compendium of the Prophet, the prophetic narrative by Sheikha Samira Azayid, for whom we are deeply grateful for all of her hard work. And so, with that, because of our gratitude and to show our appreciation, we send the the most accepted dua, the most beautiful, powerful dua, and that is the dua of Surah Fatiha, that it may also be recorded on her book. So with that being said, let's send this gift to our Sheikha Samira Azain, Surah Fatiha. With that, inshallah, let's begin the dua, which is the beginning of our intention, the translated intention of Imam al Haddad. We'll make some expansions on it, inshallah, so that we may begin our night, be and barakah, as we continue again to follow the life of our beloved messenger of Allah, giving us the pathway to Allah. I intend to learn and to teach. To benefit and to be benefited, to remind and to be reminded, to call to the Book of Allah, Sallallahu to guide and to be guided by sound proof and correct knowledge, to seek the countenance of my Lord, nearness to Him and His reward. I mean, I mean, we're also here by the intention to expose ourselves to the mercy of Allah, to expose ourselves to His expansion to his elevation, to ask Allah to increase us in knowledge so that we may be people of ma'arifa, of yaqeen. We ask Allah Jalla to increase us in wisdom, hikmah. We ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to illuminate our hearts. We ask Allah Ta'ala to remove every darkness, to heal us of our pain, to rectify our consciousness from confusion or error. We ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala by this class that we are moved to be closer toward Allah, and that we are moved to be amongst the servants by which he's well-pleased, and that he would allow us and all those whom we love to enter into Jannatul Fudas and Ala. Allahumma, Ameen. In the last two weeks, we have been going over the beautiful subhanallah narration of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam as it relates to isra and mi'raj as it relates to the night journey and the and the ascension and understanding uh we talked about this in two parts one of them the beginning the night journey which i want to explain as a there's a there's a journey that happens in the night journey that is a matter of we can say in a horizontal realm, where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam goes from Mecca to Medina and then to Jerusalem, right? He goes to Beit Maqdis. And subhanAllah, in this, what we understand is that the Prophet ﷺ is shown a portion of his future, meaning that which is going to happen inside of Medina. There's a there's a past and the future both that are present inside of Medina. One, this is where many of the ancestors of the Prophet ﷺ uh, are there, are buried there, including his mother and in uh, abwa And then SubhanAllah, some of his family members are there in Medina. Then when he continues uh, to go to Bayt al-Maqdis, it's interesting because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this case, where in the case of Medina, He's shown it from an ancestral standpoint, but then there's a, the, the future aspect in terms of that. that's where there's going to be a migration, right? And in this migration is where subhanAllah, one of the greatest Islamic societies, and as we all know, subhanAllah, a, a, a serious, Uh, example of what a prophetic community, of what the Mohammedan community looks like, is built and established inside of Medina. But in addition to that, this is where the beloved messenger of Allah would find his final resting home on this earth, meaning that's where his grave is, subhanAllah. And so for him to be brought to Medina has such a great significance in terms of the past and his future. And so this, it, it's, it happens again when we get to Jerusalem and Bayt al-Maqdis in terms of there is a past and a future that is, that is happening almost as if Allah Azawajal is collapsing time. And that literally is what's happening throughout this entire journey of Isra and Mi'raj. And I want to uh, go, when we get into Jerusalem, that this is a matter of the past, right? In terms of that all there are, uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi meets all of the previous Prophets. They are resurrected for him that night. He meets them in Jerusalem. Again, this is before where Prophet Ibrahim uh, is in this area. This is the home of Prophet Musa, of Yusuf, of Yaqub. Uh, that are in Jerusalem, subhanAllah. Of course, our beloved Maryam is actually, uh, her mihrab is right where, subhanAllah, he leads all of the anbiya, all of the prophets in prayer. So this is such a mubarak, joining right between the past and the present where there is the past the present and even the future for how subhanallah that this would be a home for where muslims would come and this would be a place subhanallah of one prayer is 500 a place of barakah that the prophet sallallahu in this moment is then when he leads the the other prophets in prayer he's given the title imam and mursaleen right this is like a a new crowning of the prophet sallallahu that happens in this moment. And so in this collapsing of the past, the present, in the future, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is literally showing us how the beloved messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam is khatim al that he is the seal of all prophets, right? That he is the seal of the message that in this night, in this night, subhanAllah, that our deen becomes truly complete. Of course, later on, as it's mentioned, And on Arafat, this is on this day, I have perfected for you, you, your religion. But in this moment, in that night, there is this commemorate, there is this wholeness, this full circle that begins to happen. But in addition to it begins, there's there's so many lessons for the believer in this journey, for on in terms of our own personal journeys, for how do we, as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi is experiencing this hardship inside of Mecca, right? And Allah is Allah Taala is choosing that it would be inside of this place of hardship, inside of this place of difficulty, that He would receive His highest ascension, right? That He would receive Subhanallah one of the greatest gifts that He would be honored right in the place where the persecution is happening, right in the place where he's experiencing the most difficulty, right? It's very similar to jalal Rumi, rahmatullah, where he says, look to the wound, it's where the light comes in. And so in this moment, the beloved messenger of Allah, والسلام, is teaching us that sometimes, you know, in that moment of crushing is where the, where the diamond shines. And that moment of crushing is where you find and the greatest treasure. And so see, the Prophet, Asendam, is almost being taken in this collapsing of time. And this happens to us a lot in our lives where we are traveling back and forth on a horizontal level, going back to our concern about our past, things that happened in our past and revisiting things about our ancestors, things that happened with our parents, things that are that sometimes are a source of pain pain for us or source of trauma for us. And then of course, to what has it brought me to in the moment, who am I in the present state? And then SubhanAllah, our concern and our worry over the future. And looking at this journey of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this horizontal realm, there's a lesson that's being taught about as as we traverse through the stages of our life, looking at the past, the present, and the future. There must be a deep sense of understanding to move away from our lower nafs, to move away from our fear, our grief, over the past, and to move away our fear of the future, right, to move away from these concepts of fear and grief in order so that we may arrive at a, at a even a sense of imamat, a sense of leadership, which Allah Azza wa Jal has placed upon all of us on the earth to be khalifa, right, to be the leader as the Prophet Wasallam in this realm becomes Imam al-Mursaleen, as he conquers that, right, as he's brought through this ya rasulullah do not have pain or trauma over your past whether it be from being orphaned by your by your father and by your mother whether it be do not be so traumatized do not become overwhelmed even with grief or with hardship don't let your broken heart overtake you in terms of even the way that you're being treated the islamophobia in the moment the way that you're being persecuted for what's happening do not let that Take your gaze away from not only who you're meant to be, but in addition to who ultimately don't take let it take your gaze away from the goal is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so as the Prophet is shown that this is not right, that who you are, who you were in the past, even what you're experiencing in the moment is not ultimately who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen you to be. So even in the moment moment of this hardship, the Prophet ﷺ is crowned with being Imam al mursanin And this is a huge lesson for the believers, for us to be able to recognize how do we move forward? How do we conquer those aspects of ourselves that wish to pull us back, right? That wish to hold us back, And then after this, right, almost this sa'i, this this going back and forth between subhanAllah, revisiting our past, concerned about our future, fear of our, I mean, concerned about our present, fear of our future, then going back to moments of our past, this kind of rumination that we experience, subhanAllah, that then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes him in this ascension, right? Now it's done with the horizontal recognize who you are, who you created to be on the earth, on the earthly plane, which is the Khalifa, which is Imamat, to be also what? The warath al-anbiya. To be those who are inheritors of the prophets, right? And and including their gifts and their lessons. And so the Prophet, in this night, he receives his inheritance and he is given the title, how he's going to rise above that. And so, subhanAllah, and that after that moment, it is actually from Ba'ab al Rahma and Beit al Makdis, from the door of mercy uh, in Jerusalem, that the Prophet, that he leaves from and some say he ascends as we know in the uh, in the dome of the rock and from there he ascends subhanallah and he experiences then uh, this ascension and we've talked about this until he continues to meet prophet upon prophet upon prophet. Uh, lessons of uh, everything, again, from understanding Allah's decree, the acceptance of heaven and hell. Every, le- as at each step, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is giving us a lesson that is necessary for our own ascension, right? In, in meeting Adam, understanding our origin, our original size from where we're going, where we're coming back to, to meeting Idris and understanding spiritual math that whether it's five times prayers or there's seven times around the Kaaba and these are subhanallah teaching us about spiritual math subhanallah and then of course even understanding uh divine decree in meeting Ibrahim and children that have passed away in the dunya that subhanallah are sitting in, the, in a garden with prophet Ibrahim and that they will call their mothers and in, into paradise subhanallah for their pain that they experienced from their loss in the dunya this these are lessons about divine decree. Through these, as the Prophet Wasallam is ascending, he's also teaching us about our the, the things that are needed in order for our own spiritual ascension, right? To be able to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a pure state. Of course, the, we mentioned uh, in the week before talking about how the Prophet Wasallam was shown aspects of hellfire and what are the qualities that, that existed for those people who were in hell from their riba, from their namima, from their backbiting and their tail bearing, uh from committing riba and other things like this, the pro- and even Subhanallah, the acts of zina that the Prophet sallallahu is saying, rise above your nafs, rise above your lower self, right? And how are you going to do that to be able to attain the qualities of the people of Jannah, the musallin, the muhsinin, right, the mutahirin? And the Prophet ﷺ is shown them. And then there's again after, you know, after these things, the Prophet ﷺ reaches sidura mutaha, and meaning the low tree. And when he reaches at this low tree, subhanallah, this is the state of nafs and This is the state where you are meaning you have you have surpassed all of those hard, difficult, challenging lessons, and you understand. Allah is the goal where subhanAllah, once you reach Sidra Muntaha, right, when he reaches above it, this is the end of creation as we know it. What does that teach the believer about ourselves? It's about when you're no longer concerned about aspects of this dunya where the dunya is no longer your greatest concern. It's no longer causing, causing you grief and harm. You've reached the level of contentment. I, and it's not to say that things don't come and go it's not to say that emotions don't come and go it doesn't it's not to say that events don't happen but you no longer perceive it in the same way. Right? You no longer perceive it from the state of a, a nafs that is in flux. You no longer perceive it from the state where the qalb is in constant influx. But now you receive it from a state that is all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's all a part of his plan and you are still able to maintain that maqam. Right. And then the Prophet Sallallahu of course, ascends to the ultimate state, which is Maqam al-Mahmood for the Prophet And what is that for the believer, right? For us, it is that station where you reach that Maqam, that station of who Allah has created you to be. Whatever it is, SubhanAllah, in two aspects. One, there's one that's very personal. There's a blueprint that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has created for each and every one of us, each and every believer. He has said, this is your station, this is your rank, this is who you're meant to be. But ultimately, right, for the believer, for the Muslim, for the one who claims, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, the first of this uh, being a negation, La ilaha, which is a wiping away, a doing away. I'm no, I know there is there is no illah. There is none that is worthy of worship. There is none that is worthy of my soul. There is none that is worthy of all my attention. There is none that is worthy of putting my heart in flux. There is none that is worthy of the corruption of my mind. There is no, in there, except Allah, right? And the path to it, and the path to the the to get into the doorway of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to enter into that gate, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu So, in reaching Maqam al Mahmud, what does that mean for the Muslim, for me and you? It means once we get to the the true uh, ability, as the Prophet sallallahu his Maqam al Mahmud is to be the walking Quran. Right to be the walking Quran is like while they say Qamaroon. to be the to be the moon means that the Prophet وسلم, is now in a state of being able to reflect right the light of Allah as the sun, right? The, the moon doesn't have its own light, it's reflecting the light of the sun. So in this case, the Prophet وسلم, is saying he is in the, the annihilated state of his nafs. Why is nafs are annihilated? It's the 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 issue of his overly concerned with the dunya or belief that the dunya has any power. This is finished. This is finished. He is beyond nafs muqtamaina now he is just he's reflecting the light of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is why he becomes the walking quran for us is to say how do i emulate the prophet alaihi in all of my physical matters right lower self in all of the in the physical realm then of course in the mental realm and then الله, the the highest of this would be in the spiritual realm which says subhanallah the nafs are annihilated it's finished. The dunya no longer has a pull on my heart. It's finished. One is in the state of realm of contentment. They have reached the maqam. They are written, in maqam is like, you are now written in this state, right? What is Mahmoud from, from the Hamd that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is worthy of praise? He's worthy of praise, SubhanAllah. And this is the case when the when the believer, right, reaches this state, subhanAllah, it means that they have annihilated their nafs. They have, they have done their best, every, everything that they could in order to, when the Prophet wasallam, said, uh, the believer is a mirror to the believer. So when the believer is standing in the mirror, they see the Prophet wasallam. Right, when someone looks at that believer, subhanAllah, they say he, this one reminds me of Rasulullah sallallahu I see the Prophet sallallahu in the way that he speaks or she speaks, or the way that she interacts with people or he interacts with people, and their smile, and their in their teaching and spreading of the Deen, and their spreading of the light of Allah subhanahu wa taala, and their qiyam then subhanallah and becomes that state where Allah subhanahu wa taala says. That when he loves his servant, right? That when he loves his servant, that he becomes the eyes in which he sees, the ears in which he hears, the mouth in which he speaks, the hands in which he takes actions, and the feet in which he travels. Meaning the nafs is annihilated. What remains is Abdullah or Amatullah. What remains of that individual is the servant of Allah. And so it should be no secret to us that the Prophet ﷺ, on this realm, he becomes, he becomes Sayyid al-Mursaleen, Imam al-Mursaleen, but in this realm, in the vertical realm of ascension, he becomes Abdullah, right? And Abdullah is the greatest title that one could ever receive because Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is saying, now you have reached the purpose for which you were created that i did not create jinn or men except for the purpose that they may worship why because to worship is to be in the highest state in the highest state to be with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every matter in every affair in every case you see allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the cause He's the reason. He's the. He's Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is the doer. You see Allah in every state, in every case, alhamdulillah Well, every state. will Bismillah. Well, every say Subhanallah. This is Subhanallah. What the Prophet Sallallahu reaches and gives us the opportunity. And then inside of this beautiful conversation, the Salah that's mentioned, the Prophet is giving us Allah Taala is saying, "Let me teach you how to." begin this journey, right? Do the salah, do the la ilaha illallah, negating the erasure of the harm, of the trauma of the past. And how are you gonna get it? By focusing illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam. And so we spoke about last week, how the Prophet sallallahu wasallam is in conversation with Musa, because Musa, subhanAllah, initially so upset, so upset, just weeping as he saw the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi him sallam, ascend past him, go past him in, the, uh, in this ascension. He hangs his head down and he weeps to Allah, oh Allah, I never knew that there would be one who would ascend above me, all right, I never knew, and subhanAllah, so then when the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was going back down, he stops him, right, what did he say? Share some of this light that you have experienced that's illuminating from your face. Share some of this light with me, right? And subhanAllah, as he's doing that, Musa's heart is softening. Musa is also getting elevated by the suhbah of the Prophet, which is part of the reason he keeps sending him back and saying, Come back to me. When you come back to me and tell me why he says, Subhanallah. Because Musa is even getting elevated. His heart is getting softened. He's even getting expanded, Subhanallah, by with the suhbah of the Prophet. Now, the other aspect that is mentioned in this uh, this ascension. Is that Allah subhanahu wa taala gives the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam a number of things. He tells him, that's mentioned in two ninety nine. He said that uh, in it's related by Abu Huraira radiAllahu ta'ana an, where Allah subhanahu wa taala is, is saying to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that I have sent you to all people as a bringer of glad tidings and a warner, meaning that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is his. There's to dawa or ummatu ijaba. That the prophet is the prophet to the end of time. As opposed to the prophets before him, they were sent to their people for that time. But our beloved messenger of Allah he said, He's not sent to just the Arabs. He wasn't just sent to the people of Mecca or to the people of Medina, right? He's also sent to He's also sent as the prophet of Africa and the prophet of Europe and the prophet of Asia and Australia and of America and North and South America, of Hawaii, of the every single. The prophet, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, is their prophet. He is their prophet." That he sent for them. He is the solution to even every single one of their problems. He is the answer to every single one of their questions, no matter where we no matter where they are on the planet. The beloved Messenger of Allah is given such an expansion, such a universal expansion, and yet one that is so unique in, in so unique in its, in its solution that they- It can fit inside of any, it can fit inside of the South side. It is the solution to the problem in the South side of Chicago. It is the solution to the problem in Southeast Asia. It is the solution to the problem in in the poppy fields in Afghanistan. It is the solution to the, it is a solution to the problem, subhanallah, uh, in Tibet. It is the solution to the problem, subhanallah, that's happening in East Africa. It is the solution to the problem in Chechnya, in Russia. It is the solution to the people in Florida, it is the solution. This is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uniquely gives to the Prophet Muhammad This is a level of expansion as well as a, a deep, deep in-depth, uh, like an in-depth miracle that he can reach the heart of the deepest hood and subhanallah and some of the highest of intellects no matter the culture, no matter the language, the beloved Prophet is the answer. Mm. So this is one of the things that he's given. Uh, he sent as a whether it be for glad tidings and a warner, Allah says, I have expanded your chest, relieved for you your transgressions, and raised your mention. What is this, right? Like uh, and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying like when he mentions the Prophet, right? Like in the whether it be in the brightest of sun or in the darkest of moments, your Lord is not displeased with you nor is he uh, nor is he angry Right? that subhanallah that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his, 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 has raised has raised him given him such a high station and what is happening now is not meaning what's unfolding now is it's not even as great as what's going to happen after right? what's happening now it's not even It's not even as great as what's going to happen now. Even for the amount of hearts that you're mentioning now. You're going to read the Prophet promise. It's going to be even better. It's going to be even better. Going back to the moment where the Prophet is sitting and he's weeping. Ya Rasulullah, what's wrong? What's wrong, Ya Rasulullah? He said, I miss my brothers. I miss my brothers. Yerasun, Aren't we your brothers? No, you're my companions, he says. My brothers are the ones who come at the end of time. They have not seen me. They have not seen me, yet they believe in me. They have not seen me yet. They believe in me. They follow me. They emulate me. They send salawat on me. The Prophet وسلم, in this narration is talking and describing about how it's going to get even better. It's going to get even better. Allahumma <laughs> sayyidina habibina Muhammad wa I did mention in uh, Surah Al-Inshiraq. ورفعنا لك ذكرك. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, I'm, even, I'm going to raise your mention. They will name, when your name is said, it will be beside. La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay. They will not give a khutbah without mentioning your name. They will not give a khutbah Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is saying they will not enter into this this day of Jumaa or even the days of Eid. They will not mention. They will not. Uh, it will not be complete. It will not be fulfilled. It will not be accepted. Except they mention your name, Muhammad Sallallahu They must begin. Muhammad. They must mention in your name. If they don't mention your name, it is not complete. It is not accepted by Allah. Allah fulfills this promise. All right. SubhanAllah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing the Prophet how much, how much Allah loves him. They will not call the Adhan. They will not call to prayer. Just saying, they won't even call to prayer to Allah unless they mention the one who taught them how to pray. They will, say, they will not. Allah says, I won't even. I, even the way they're going to call people to the masjid, to call people to the five daily prayers, they're not going to do it except that they mention you. Their salah will not be complete. Until they say salam on you, right? Until Subhanallah, they mention atayyatu wa nabi. They're not. It's not going to be complete until they say the tashahhud, and the tashahhud tush, must have your mention. It must mention you. They must. They must send prayers upon you wa and upon your family, and upon those who believe in you, Subhanallah. Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us even in this Isra and Mi'raj how he's elevating the prophet sallallahu alaihi and making this, this moment of just absolute love known known Allah is saying I will not let them forget you whether they're people of saying no hadith or we don't have to follow, they, said they won't even be, their ibadah is not going to be accepted unless they mention your name, Ya Rasulullah. Allahumma salli Habibina wa and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through love of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi and because how much the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam loved us, said that, that your ummah is the best ummah, Ya Rasulullah. Your ummah will be the best ummah. Even when Musa saw this, he wept. He wept. He said, Ya Allah, I saw I saw an ummah that they cover, the numbers of them cover the entire horizon. Ya Allah, let that be my ummah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, No, this is the ummah of Ahmad. One of the beloved names of the Prophet, sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is, No, this. Is the ummah of Ahmad. Ya Allah, I see in your I see on your ummah, there is the, there you have given them one night, one night is equal to a lifetime of ibadah. He's talking about Laylatul Qadr. Let that be my ummah, Ya Allah he said no, this is for the Ummah Muhammad. Musa said, Ya Allah, but I see in your book that there is an ummah you have given the entire earth as a masjid. They can pray anywhere. They can even purify themselves by the earth. Subhanallah, ya Rabbi, you've made it so easy for them. You've made the whole earth their masjid. You've allowed them to purify themselves by the earth. Ya Allah, let that be my ummah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, no, this is for the ummah of Ahmad. That we are, subhanallah, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the Prophet so much, even their prophets who are jealous of you jealous of the ummah of prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi because of the gifts that allah bestowed upon the prophet sallallahu alaihi in isra and miraj in the night journey and that moment of ascension it's not only him that is that gets this ascension this elevation this rank it's even you even you the one who dares to say la ilaha illallah Muhammad rasulullah sallallahu even they are experiencing this this magnificent gift. Whoever has this suhbah with the Prophet them that they shall experience it, subhanAllah. Allah, Allah, Allah. I want to uh, just mention a couple more of the gifts that Allah Azza wa Jal be souls on the Prophet in this night, and then we'll get to the next section. That he placed in the hearts of my enemies fear the distance of a month's travel. And he made lawful for me booty, uh, which was not lawful for any before me. And he made the earth, all of it, a place of prostration, pure and to purify with for me, right? That you can pray on the earth, you can be purified by it. It can by making tayammum and he gave me the opening of words and the closing of them to start with Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillah Rabbil Amnin Salatul Salam and to close with that Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam Rabbil Alameen the beginning of du'a the end of du'a whoever begins and whoever begins and ends their du'a with this with with shukr for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with praise of Allah Azza wa Jan with salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa sallam, and ends with salawat on the Prophet And then Alhamdulillah subhanahu wa ta'ala, praise of Allah, whoever does this, these two big book book ends. Allah says he will answer the dua in between. This is something, subhanAllah. And then my ummah was displayed to me, and none were hidden from me, not those who follow, nor those who lead. Right? The Prophet is saying that in that moment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the Prophet sallallahu wa sallam a vision by which he's able to see every single member of his ummah. Every single one of them. Every laylatul jama'ah, his ummah is displayed to him. By, prophet Jibra- by angel Jibra'il alayhi and the angel Jibra'il is, is, is shown the ummah and as he's shown the ummah, the prophet sallallahu right now in Barzakh makes dua for his ummah by name. Oh Allah, forgive this one. Oh Allah, forgive this one. Oh Allah, thank you for this. Thank you for this deed. Thank you for this action. Thank you for this way. Thank you for making istighfar for you. Allahumma saniya na sayyidina Muhammad this is the gift Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the malam al miraj he gave you shifa he gave you the, the intercession of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam even before Yomul al qiyamah even before the day of judgment that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam kullu laylah jumaa is making dua for his umm by name Allahumma <laughs> salli ala Sayyidina Habibina Amuna al-Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Habibina Amuna al-Muhammad. How the Prophet ﷺ did not forget you there, right? And because he did not forget you there, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remembered you there. In that moment you were there, you were present. By name, you were present. The Prophet ﷺ brought you with him. We used to say in gatherings of uh, when we would, you know, sometimes it would be a gathering or halaqa and you know someone's going to see the sheikh or there's going to be a special special majlis and we weren't able to attend. We would tell the person who was able to attend, istah bring me to presence. Bring me to presence, subhanAllah. This is what the Prophet said in him. He brought you to presence in the presence of Allah Assawaj. When he, subhanAllah, descended from this journey, the miraculous descension, not just the miraculous ascension, but the miraculous descension that he says, now I'm going to come back and share all of this with you. SubhanAllah, when he first came back, he led them, uh, he came back and subhanAllah, then he led them in prayer that morning. As he led in prayer that morning, he led Umm who actually he prayed Salatul Isha in her home that night before. He told her, SubhanAllah, uh, Um Umhani, he told her about what had happened. And she was so like afraid of what, of not just of what he was saying, but particularly of what the disbelievers would do to him. As a result of him saying it, she did not want anyone to humiliate her beloved messenger of Allah. And so, subhanAllah, she grabbed hold of him and she said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm just begging you, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone that you have been to Jerusalem in a night. Don't tell anyone that you traveled to the seven heavens. Please don't tell anyone, Ya Rasulullah. And the Prophet, wasalam, so filled with ma'arifa, so filled subhanallah after this is like you're talking about a solid like a solid unshakable faith after i've had this communication been in the presence of allah i gonna tell anybody and i'm not there's no absolutely beyond 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 the dunya <laughs> no he pulls his his uh away from umhani come on i'm i'm going to tell them Umhani says that when he pulled his thobe away from her, that his midriff became exposed. And she said she saw a light that, sh- that as, she- as she saw his midriff, she saw a light that shined from his chest that caused her to fall down in sujood. From where Jabrail had opened his chest and poured in it zam and washed it with snow and then of course all of the prophet was presented in front of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this heart this heart is illuminated <laughs> beyond what we can imagine umhani said that even the light that shined from underneath his top at that time subhanallah she fell down institute and she she can't even <laughs> She can't even begin to fully, fully, fully explain the beauty of the light of what she saw. And of course, the Prophet ﷺ, he goes out and he's giving dawah and he's telling everybody about what he saw. He's letting it be known. There's no fear of your, your retaliation. Right? It's I know you're afraid. Allah Taala has already told me that there is fear in your heart when you see me. SubhanAllah, Allah gave him that gift that reaches more than a month's distance. You're so afraid. So now let me talk to you while your heart is subdued. And as the Prophet sallam, is spreading it, telling people more and more and more, subhanAllah, the news reaches Abu Bakr Siddiq. Radiallahu ta'ala, and, and when they reach Abu Bakr Siddiq, they're laughing, they're laughing, they're saying, Oh my goodness, I can't believe this, this ridiculous is what he's saying. And they reach Abu Bakr and they say, Do you know what your companion said tonight? Today to know what did he say? He's saying he went to Jerusalem in a night. Abu Bakr Siddiq says, if he said that, if he said that, then it's true. If that was his claim, not what you say he said, not your lies about him. But if he in fact said that, then it's true. This level of Yaqeen, of like unshakable faith. He's not waiting on science to prove. He's not waiting on airplanes or, or astronauts or anything like that to prove to, to give him some scientific proof for how he can travel through the heaven. Abu Bakr Siddiq, firm. He said, What I have believed about him is greater than this. To travel to Jerusalem in the night, forget about him traveling to Jerusalem. I believe Jabrail has come from this come from the highest of heavens and come to speak to him. And to give him revelation from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, so to travel from here to Jerusalem in night—that's no big deal. Right? He doesn't need the you know Emirati air. Like we could travel to Jerusalem in the night now that we have technology. He's saying Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is far greater than that. I right? for, for Abu Bakr, I don't even need anything else. If he said it is true, no doubt, no scientific, Excellent. no, no, no. Which is why he's given the title of Abu Bakr Siddiq. Right. This is why he's given this title. <inaudible> right, like just straight. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala grant us the steadfastness of Abu Bakr Siddiq radiAllahu taala That when Allah Azza wa Jalla reveals to us Quran, I hear and I obey, I accept. When we hear the, the narrations of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we say, It's true. If he said it, then it's true. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to be that way, Subhanallah, Unafraid. Did he see the Prophets? Yes. Did he lead them in salah? Yes. Did he have a meeting with his Lord? Absolutely that Allah revealed to him things that he they had never mentioned, he had never given to any other Prophet before him? Absolutely. Are you and I from his Ummah? وَلِلَهِ الْحَمْدُ May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cause us to live and die on this kalam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala resurrect us on this kalam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala truly make us from the Ummah of the Prophet Muhammad. wa Sayyidina Muhammad. Ya Allah, we ask that you illuminate <inaudible> our hearts with a light from your light. Ya Allah, we ask that you please grant us an expansion from your expansion. Ya Allah, we ask you by your mercy that you please make us amongst those that are firm upon Surat Al-Mustaqim and never deviate. Save us from every form of hypocrisy that darkens our heart. Oh Allah, we ask that you please pardon us and forgive us. Give us. Ya Rabbi, increase us in wisdom. Make us people of Yaqeen. Make us people of Ma'arifa. Allah, we ask you by your mercy that you bless us to see the Prophet Muhammad. Send Wasallam <laughs> in our dreams. Bless him to speak to us. Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask that you please resurrect us with him. Allow us to enter into fudus with the Prophet Muhammad. Send <inaudible> them mold and shape us into service of yours with whom you will. Please, Ya Rabbi, by your mercy, by your mercy, by your mercy, grant us understanding. Allah Musaliya Sayyidina <speaking> Habibi bin Muhammad. <Hebrew> Thank you for tuning in. Please consider becoming a monthly sustainer by joining 1,000 Hearts of Ta'lif and committing to give $3 a day to keep this work coming to seekers, youth, and newcomers to Islam. Sign up today at www.ta'lifcollective.org forward slash donate. We hope you enjoyed the variety of sessions available and hope you benefit immensely. Allah bless you and Allah bless your loved ones.